Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Yo, welcome back to another conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. welcome back to another conversation. Another That's what combo. we're calling it. Yo, we see so many people die spiritually. Yeah. And if you're going to cause an uproar, obviously you can't be dead. Right. If you're going to yeah. do something crazy for Jesus, mm-hmm. you can't be walking around dead. And this is where a lot of people get. A lot of people start on this like spiritual high of, oh, I'm going to I'm going to take my school, I'm going to take yeah. my city, I'm going to take the Change world. Change my family. And then they die out spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I love when people start really hot, mm-hmm. but they often die in in a spiritual sense. They get real cold real fast. Yeah. And uh, I heard someone say this about a kid a while ago, and it was like it was really heartbreaking. But he made like a valid, I guess, a valid point. This kid got saved and like quit basketball, and they they did like a bunch of crazy stuff. And someone was like, "Yeah, but we'll see if they're still still passionate in a year." Mm, that's really good. I was like, "Dang!" He's like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah. I I pray they are passionate in a year. And I don't think it falls on your pastor, your leader, for you to be passionate. It falls on us. Like, Mm -hmm. you think about, like, Peter, right? Like, he didn't have Jesus right there with him. Right. He had his own prayer life. He had fasting. He had obedience to Mm -hmm. Jesus right before the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. You think about Paul. He didn't have, like, his pastor holding his hand in the desert. He was being taught by the Holy Spirit in the desert. Yeah. And... I think that we need to take responsibility for our spiritual fire so that we can start more fires so that we don't spiritually die out. And that would be point number one is a lot of people die out spiritually because they don't tend to the fire. Mm -hmm. It's so important that, you know, when we stand before the Lord, we're not going to, he's not going to be like, well, who held your hand? That's so scary. Yeah. We're going to be alone before the Lord. That's true. And he's going to ask us to give account for everything, you know, we've said and done for him. So we're not going to be up there and he's not going to be like, well, where's, where's your pastor? Where's your leader? No, the responsibility to tend our fire and to grow spiritually and to grow our hunger for more of Jesus and to know him more falls on us. It's our own choice. And I think, you know, we live in a world and, and naturally, I think human, you know, human instinct and human nature naturally looks for blame on oh, somebody else. I mean, Always. we look back all the way in the garden with Adam and Eve. I mean, yeah. she didn't take responsibility. She said, well, the serpent made yeah. me do it. And see, Adam said, well, Eve made me do see it. See, even with our kids, it's like, sissy did this. Oh, like, yeah. Our kids are notorious the for the blame bro. game, you know? Yeah. But really, when something, <laughs> when, we, when we're suffering uh, lack or yeah. we're suffering hard times, or we always want to blame something. But ultimately, when you yeah. know our relationship with Jesus starts to get dry and cold, and we're not as passionate, and we're not on, you know on charge for everything that God wants us to do, you know the blame is on nobody else but it's, ourselves. It's it is so our true. responsibility. It's absolutely true, and this is where like a lot of us we miss it mm-hmm. is. We don't tend that fire. And what does it mean to tend a fire? If, if you light a fire right. and leave it alone, it's going to die. Yeah. It's just natural. Yeah. It's just going to die. It's not going to be there anymore. You'll see the remains of it. And mm-hmm. that's the sad thing is there's a lot of remains of fire, especially Ooh, yeah. like after a conference, like six oh weeks after gosh. a conference, yeah. once school rolls mm-hmm. back around. 
There's a it's lot like of on remains. To the next. Of yeah. like, oh dang. Some ashes. I could see where it was. Mm-hmm. But where is it now? Right. And I, I don't want you to feel like nobody deals with this. I think oh this is gosh. something I that think, we all have to honestly, take responsibility I, for. I think you're a liar <laughs> if you've said you've never dealt with this. I think in relationships in general, yeah. in the natural, it's something that takes work. It's something that takes priority. It's something that takes effort. And it's the same with our walk and our relationship with Jesus. So there true. has to be an awareness. Wait, you're saying you haven't always loved me like a super lot every single day of your entire life and tended our, the fire of our marriage? Wow. Is that what you're saying? We're talking about our relationship with the Lord. Guys, this is a counseling session he, right no, now. He always has to make this about himself somehow. So listen, time out. Time out. What? Time out. Listen. This is vicious. You just made me lose my train of thought. Thank you so much. See? Maybe you go to the next We got to work. Next, go to the next We got to work stop. on things make here. Make sure you get your ticket. Wow. That was corny. That was stupid. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, well, here we are. Lost, well, you, what you're lost about my is, train of thought. <laughs> it's over there. What you're talking about is, is that not every relationship is always on a mountaintop or a high. Right. It takes effort. It takes an awareness to see, okay, you know, I feel like we've kind of been doing the same things or maybe I've been reading my Bible at the same time every day and I just, yeah. I've, I've, I'm aware. Yeah, I'm aware now that I haven't really gotten any kind of yeah. new revelation or excitement or yeah. I haven't grown. It's, like it takes an awareness. It takes thinking and making sure that you're applying the word to your life daily. Yeah. Like if you're not aware and you're not putting effort in to go deeper with Jesus and to know him more and to be with him and not just know about him and to be obedient the second he gives you instruction. I mean, these are all measuring sticks to see if your relationship is growing hotter or if you're falling into a cold yeah. place. It's true. And like, I think a lot of people, well, I haven't felt the passion in the same thing at mm -hmm. church. Oh my Stop gosh. Stop making church Stop. be the highlight of your relationship yeah. with Jesus. Like if, if your date night's only the highlight and it's always the mm -hmm. same thing, like bro, it's going to be trash. Right. It's going to be a terrible yeah. relationship. You are responsible for your relationship with Jesus. Not your mom, not your dad, not your youth pastor, not your right. grandma, not your friend not the program you're involved in. Mm -hmm. You are responsible for your fire. You got to tend your yes, fire. Absolutely. And it's purposed. It's your prayer time. Your intentions. It's to, your, yep. your Bible reading. It's your worship. It's your obedience. It's your sharing of God. Yeah. All these things tend Those the are, fire. Yep. And I think people fail to tend their fire oftentimes just because of distractions. You know, distractions yeah. are such a genuine and real thing. Or like They are we real. Neglect. We're busy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I woke up late today. Mm -hmm. I didn't read. Oh, I... I missed it. I missed it. Or, well, I have a lot of exams happening, and I had to study this week, and I, you know, I had all these tests, and I had to do this, and I had to finish this, and work, I had to pick up some extra hours, and I know if you're a parent, you know, kids alone are like some of the greatest time suckers, and I mean that with the most love and affection. You know, yeah. I love my kids. I love spending time with my kids. Okay. But if I'm not careful and aware, you know, not that that's bad things, but if I'm only spending time with my kids, if I'm only doing things that they want to do, and I'm not 
allowing myself to separate and to really dive in prayer and really go after Jesus and hear his word and, you know, solidify my own relationship with him because I've gotten now distracted with doing things with my kids, you know, distractions are not always bad things. I think sometimes it's easy to blame things on, well, these are bad things. No, some things are great. You know, if you have a spouse, your husband or your wife or you know, yeah. sometimes even just serving. If you're 15, you're a teenager, and you have a spouse, you're probably in a weird state. Yeah, that is weird. But work is is not a bad thing. Work, your friends, sports, not a bad. Yeah, thing. those are all things. I mean, they're good. They're, they're good. Very good, and they should be a part of your life, but they yeah. shouldn't be become a distraction and an idol from God. Right. And I think this is what I've seen um, is a lot of people when they get saved, they're just like excited about heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it gets, it could get really boring and monotonous when your only focus is one day I get to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that, that is the truth of the gospel. One day you will be in heaven. If you've given your life to Jesus and you live in obedience and you have a relationship with him, you will be in heaven. Mm-hmm. But also I think we've only told like half the story and, and the other half of the story is simple is, you're going to heaven, but heaven is getting into yes. you. Yes. And heaven yeah. wants to get it's into so your important. life. So and when you realize like, well, I'm not just holding on to life to get to heaven, mm-hmm. then like those distractions are different because I'm trying yeah. to get heaven fully into me. So it's not just, well, I'm trying to fill my void and my boredom with sports or with that boy or with that girl. And that's why I got distracted or I'm chasing money or this. Like right. I'm full of heaven. Mm-hmm. Therefore, nothing could be more valuable to me than what God has for mm-hmm. me. And, and you, you'll spiritually die if you're just holding on and waiting for heaven. Yeah. Something else becomes more fun, more interesting, mm-hmm. yada, 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 yada. That's where a lot of people fail is they, they fail to realize like heaven got into you. Right. And now it's time to have heaven flourish in mm-hmm. your heart. It's time for heaven to get out of you and into the world and to create an uproar. This is the difference is yep. you gotta, you gotta not just see it as one day I'll get to heaven, but also heaven got into me. And now I'm trying to fully let that flow and run and flourish and be mm-hmm. a part of my life, which is so important. This is another one too, is I think a lot of people, they, they spiritually die because they get offended. Oh yeah. Offense is like a huge thing. Bro, it's like the God because, of this generation. No, it really is. I mean, because I'm mad. Yeah, somebody can do one little thing to you, which let's let's be completely 100% honest. 99.999% of those things are extremely unintentional. They're not out to get you. They're not out to purposely be mean. Now, listen, sure, there are some mean people who do malicious things, but you know what? Julian. Listen. My son. Can you stop? Julian is amazing. He's anyway, a to society. No, he's learning. Anyway, <laughs> um, you keep doing this. He keeps he interrupts me a lot, guys. You'll have, probably I just have notice. That I can't no, keep in. you'll notice in a lot of these that he just he, he's an interrupter. You, you know. Have a so now, counselor, listen. Let me know. I have to work on making sure that I don't get offended with him for like always are. interrupting me. You should. Anyways, in order to take care of your offense, um, you should pray and then wash my feet on the next video. 
no, I can't actually say what I just thought. In my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be a good way to take um, care of the spirit of offense. But <laughs> I, I, I was just talking to somebody about this last night. Yeah. No, if we're talking about people only care about themselves and they're self, they're self interested mm-hmm. is a great way to take care of that is gratitude because mm-hmm. gratitude gets the focus off us and gets us on other people. Yep. Those who live fully offended only ever think about themselves and they rarely have any gratitude in their That's heart. That's true. Because they're only self-focused. And when mm-hmm. when, gra- when their self isn't being fulfilled, then they're offended. Mm-hmm. But gratitude is a great like a, f- a great way to destroy It destroys. Offense. Well, forgiveness, obviously. I mean, I think forgiveness is one of the first things that need to happen if you feel offended or someone hurts your feelings or you get mad number okay there are a couple things you take control of that thought okay it's not it's not a bad thing if you get a little frustrated or mad about a situation the bible says be angry and sin not it's what you do with the anger if you think about it you let it fester you let it hang out there now we have bitterness we have unforgive you need to forgive don't dwell on it take it for what it is and say, okay, but I don't, I'm not going to let this ruin my day. I'm not going to let this dictate how I feel or how I treat people. I can forgive them because I'm sure it was unintentional. And if it was, then I still forgive them and I'm going to move on from it. And I'm grateful for the positions that I have in my life. I'm thankful for people that I have in my life, like combat it and come against it with number one, don't allow it to hang out in your thoughts. Number two, Forgive them. If you have to go to them and say, hey, I forgive you, or or say out loud by yourself, you know, no, I forgive them. Yeah. I will not hold on to unforgiveness or bitterness, and I will not stay yeah. offended. Well, that, like Jesus said said simply, like, if you don't forgive, you can't you cannot be, you be forgiven. You cannot be forgiven. <laughs> so if you think right. that you're going to heaven, but you're harboring unforgiveness, oh my gosh, yes. you've literally punched your own ticket to hell. It's so true. Which sucks. It's mm-hmm. like you could do everything that a Christian's supposed to do, but you still have your ticket punched for the right. wrong city. Right. Also, the, the disciples asked, well, how many times should we forgive? 70 times 7 is what Jesus says. That's a lot. That's <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. But his, his point is always. Always forgive. Always forgive. And the Bible also teaches us what to do when somebody's done something we don't like. It's really right. cool. Check out Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 through 18. You go to them. Go to them. Be, mm-hmm. Grow up, bro. And don't go to them on social media. Never. Or through a text message. Please don't do it. Do it face to face if you can or a phone call. Something. But let's not. Like we can't afford to be offended. Honestly. Absolutely We can't. And if you notice, offense is one of those things that grows quite rapidly. It does. Honestly, it can take one day. Something happens in the morning and... It, it really pissed you Offense off. It like made you mad. Cancer. It is. It, it's very aggressive. It's like an intrusive plant that overtakes. Like the, you never seen that ivy on the sides of buildings. Some people think it's really pretty. But honestly, it, it's an invasive thing. It, yeah. it quickly and rapidly covers and takes control. Yeah. That's exactly what offense does. When you think about what they did to you, how it hurt your feelings, how it wasn't right. And it's listen, you might even be justified in some of those things. Yeah. But you still don't have the right to hold on to offense. You still it's don't true. have the right to allow bitterness to grow you have to be willing and choose always quickly forgive and don't allow it 
to hang out because yep. you will spiritually die quickly because see what happens. We get offended, that thing happens, and then we think about it. And by the end of the day, we hate them. We can't stand them. The thought of their name, the thought of having to see them the next day. Now yeah. bitterness has already set it's root in your heart. It's true. And then think about it like you're not actually controlled by the spirit at that point. You're right. now controlled by your emotion of yes. anger, hate, and resentment. Yeah. Um, which are not Bible, bro. That's not Bible. It's not Bible. I think the third main thing we've seen that kills the the fire that 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 makes people spiritually die is trying to get close to sin. Yeah. I, trying I to ride people, the fence. They've tried to get really, really close mm-hmm. to sin. Well what and, how much can I get away with without yeah. sending me to hell? And if that's your thought process, you're already spiritually dead. Yeah, it's it's a dangerous spot to be. Yeah. Um it, and it's it's like playing hot potato with sin. Yeah, right? don't You're gonna do catch it. it eventually. Yeah, and it's, it's gonna, gonna it's gonna burn you. Yep. We're gonna hit this point quick. Here, here's here's the things like we taught our daughter when she was young not to touch the stove mm-hmm. because it was hot. I didn't yep. tell her to, to t- not touch the stove because I wanted to steal her fun. Right. But because I wanted to keep her safe mm-hmm. because I'm I'm a dad and I right. love her. Yeah. So we taught her the stove is hot. She put her hand up. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. And she, she'd avoid touching it. Mm-hmm. But then one day when she wasn't with us, mm-hmm. she decided to put her hand on top, of, on the top of the stove. And you want to know what happened? We got a call from grandma. She Sophia got burned. Sophia burned her hand. She screamed crying. Mm-hmm. And it was a mess. Yeah. And, you know, I felt bad for her because she got hurt. But at the end of the day, we taught her not to touch it because it would hurt her. Right. And she decided she wanted to figure out for herself it would if it would hurt her or not. Can I tell you, sin will hurt you no matter what. No matter what. Sin will spiritually kill you. The wage of sin is death. Yeah. And the goal is not to get close to sin. The goal is to get close to God. If you try to get to close Jesus. to sin, yeah, it, it's there's like, a heart well, how, issue. How close can I, can I get to uh, to cheating on my wife? How close can I get right. to murder? How close can I get to Fill in the blank with something terrible. How close could mm-hmm. I get to rape? You know, it's all very bad. Yes. You don't want to get close to don't any of those things. Don't get close to it. Go the opposite direction. Fall in love with Jesus. Yeah. Every day, your love and your desire to be with Jesus should be growing. Yeah. It should, like, there needs to be a constant yeah. stirring. There needs to be a constant hunger. Yeah. Feed you the hunger. You need to tend your fire. Yeah, tend your fire. Pray like never before. Yes. Fast like never before. Read the scripture like never before. Mm-hmm. Obey. Share God like never. You want to set a fire in yourself? Yeah. Start being active. Oh my Pray gosh. Pray for five people this week. Yeah. I challenge you. Pray for five people, not in a church service, this week and see what happens yep. in the fire. Instantly, it'll shoot through the roof. Your yep. passion, your desire for the things of God goes to a whole nother yeah. level when you start being active for God. Yes. And I, I think this is important. You need to learn to tend your fire. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to not spiritually die because way too many people have. Yeah, if you man. don't have your own walk with Jesus, it will be but ashes. Mm-hmm. It will be but a past experience. Yep. And there's been way too many people that were real hot for Jesus mm-hmm. and six it's, months later, yeah, it's sad. it passed away. Don't and let listen, that be your story. Yeah. we. Number one, I think it's a good reminder to know that Jesus in all of heaven is cheering yes. for you. He is we up there. Too. He's up. That's what I was getting to. He just keeps doing this to me. Pray for him. We're not giving speeches. This is a conversation. 
okay, well, God's on your side and so are we. <laughs> but anyway, we are cheering for you. We want to see you grow spiritually. We want to see you advance. Yeah. We want to see you really hit every single target God has placed before you. So don't allow yourself to die spiritually. Amen. Follow us on social media. Go ahead and check out other podcasts. And uh, we'll be back more next week with greater banter. And I can't wait for it. I'm here for it. If there's any topics you want to hear about, let us know. Yeah. Make sure you message us. Be active in the comments because we want to see you go to another level spiritually and cause an uproar wherever you are. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.